Welcome to the Grief Bully Podcast. I am your host, Jay Nicole. Thank you for joining our weekly discussion around grief, mental health, and overall personal wellness. The Grief Bully Podcast will serve as a vehicle to help you navigate life's journey. Be sure to subscribe, review, and share the podcast with anyone in your life that you think it will help. Let's bully grief together. What's up? What's up? What's up, beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode of Gratefully Podcast. I am your host, Jay Nicole. Guys, we are back in the building, rocking and rolling, episode 149. We are going to get into this conversation today. I have two things that I want to talk about. The first of them is grief hijacking. Some of you might be like, what is grief hijacking? That sounds very interesting. So I'm glad you asked. Grief hijacking is a term identified by Megan Devine that describes the experience of having your own grief taken over by someone else's story. The unintended result of trying to empathize by sharing details of your own loss without checking to see if the grieving person would like to hear that story. And Megan Devine shared this little example here so we can bring it more into perspective of what this means. When my neighbor told me their mom died, I told them I understood what they were going through. My sister died 10 years ago, so I told them all about what that experience was like for me. I realize now that I unintentionally engaged in grief hijacking. I made the moment about me. I found this very interesting when I came across it the other day on social media. And Megan Devine is phenomenal when it comes to just working in this grief space, sharing her own experiences. It's okay to not be okay is her book. I definitely highly recommend you checking that out. And so when it comes to grief hijacking, I feel like we can talk about it on two sides of the coin. Either if you're the person that's doing the hijacking or if you feel like your moment has been stolen. And I realized because once I saw this post, I started to to try to put it into practice, I guess, if that makes sense. I mean, I've already been aware of what it what it means, not necessarily calling it grief hijacking, but to be mindful of when you're trying to empathize with someone and hear their pain and their journey. And you want to find that commonality, but you don't want to overshadow where they are. Sometimes people just want to talk and they don't want to hear that. But then there's other times where people can find strength in your similarities of your experience. So I know that sounds like a lot. It can be and it can be very hard to decipher what moment are we in in this conversation. So one thing that I would definitely recommend is to ask a person, is this a venting conversation? Is this a problem solving situation? And then using social cues, being super mindful This moment is not about me if you are in that situation. And if someone is hijacking your grief in a moment, I think you can maybe speak up for yourself. And even if it's not in that particular moment, maybe you can say like, hey, you know, when we were talking about this loss that I had, I understood that you've experienced something similar, but I kind of felt like it was it was overpowering. It was like taking this opportunity from me to sit in my experience. And I found that to be a little bit complicated because I think being the grief bully and having these experiences and so many people rely on me and come to me to help them with grief support and respect my opinions and where I am at is that switching that hat from just being someone to listen 
and not bring up my experience. So if I'm speaking to someone else who's lost a parent, I always try to say, if I do find that, hey, maybe I've said a little bit too much about my experience, I'll just maybe gear it more towards them. And then I also will say, but no two people's experience is the same. And I can tell you this, that even though we've lost the same person, whether that's a sibling, a parent or whatever, no one's experience is the same. So I can't say like, girl, I know exactly how you feel. I don't think anyone really knows exactly how someone feels. So it's okay to share. Well, um, again, I'm speaking from my experience. I think it's okay to share some things that you may have gone through, but just being mindful of the amount, just like anything, anything else in life, finding balance is so important. And that's no different in being a support system to someone in some of their most trying times or when you are sharing your story and making sure that people are, are finding that balance and being respectful of you. I was just recently in a conversation about grief. And what I actually try to do is say, hey, I don't know exactly where you are. I don't know what you're definitely going through. I can only imagine versus saying I can't imagine because to an extent we can put ourselves into the perspective of how it could be to be in someone else's shoes. But here's some resources, here's something else, or just be silent. Because I think that that can make people shut down where it becomes like grief comparison. Like, I don't believe that all grief is created equal. So the loss of a job and the loss of a parent are two totally different things. And some deserve, I wonder if deserve is a good word, but I would say it. some deserve or require, require might be a better thing, might require a different level of attention and a different level of emergency, if that makes sense. So stubbing your toe and getting fired are different as well. So not putting everything in one bucket. Now, to pivot from this conversation, I think when we talk about someone sharing their story with you or you sharing your story with someone else and then feeling like they're not really listening. So it's like this big circle of how do we find this? And I think that's where a lot more questions and less solution, less just talking to fill space is important. I was having a conversation with a friend the other day and she was just talking about sharing her story and, and something that she had going on with someone. And, and it felt like they maybe were a little bit distracted, not fully engaged. And that could be very hurtful. That could be very hurtful. And so I think it's important for us to really start to become understanding listeners and what I have come to in conclusion from these last few conversations is that our strong friends, the strong people out there are really being overlooked in terms of the support that they need. So I have a friend that is going through a difficult time right now, and I was able to openly communicate with her and say, I actually haven't really saw you cry when it comes to death. And I actually, and to some extent, admire your ability to keep things into perspective and find that level of optimism that I can't. We both know, her and I know, that when someone dies or tragedy happens, I'm such an empath that I get really consumed and it really affects me emotionally in a way that not everyone does. So 
anyway, my point is, is that I, w- I felt comfortable enough to tell her that this is how I perceive you and other and it allowed the conversation to flow for her to also say that she thinks that that's how a lot of people perceive her and then explain the reasons why. But at the same time, she still hurts. Everyone shows their hurt and their pain differently. So for with that being said, we have to make sure that we're reaching out to these people who we think are so strong. The people who we think always get through. She's never weighed down. He's never he's never showing any air quotes here, ladies and gentlemen, weakness. I never saw them cry. They don't get too razzled. But the people who find that balance, they need love, too. Let's show love to our people that that can balance that and and allow themselves to feel, but also stay strong and committed to moving forward. Because a lot of the bad that comes along in our life is just a part of that life. And see what we can take from it. But I just think that I realized and I'm glad I wasn't able to make that mistake and just say, hey, you know what? I think she's strong. She'll be fine. Like she said, she was good. Okay, but let's just go the extra mile. Let's be a pain in someone's behind. Let's be annoying with our support until they tell us otherwise. And guess what? I'm so glad that I did that because I decided to go and spend time with her. She appreciated it and she welcomed it. And I, not that I thought she would say, no, don't come hang out with me, but she would be like, I'm good. I'm going to be okay. Like that kind of thing. But you have to know your people. And then you also, and I, and I told her, I said, listen, during this time, I really want to encourage you to use your voice and advocate and tell people what you need, because most people just based on how you have lived your life and how you present to us, aren't going to think that you really need much. And then she also brought a really good point, too, is that she is married. And so having a spouse sometimes, I think, makes your friends and family think that you're good because you have this other person and they're just going to have your back and they have you and you're not by yourself. So I so maybe they don't have to extend as much. But I think support is different from our spouse and our friends and a person that we're dating. I think we can benefit from a little bit of everything. So I used to love to get support from my grandmother. I used to love to just be with her. And then that's a different love and, and support that I get from my mom. But I so love the, the love and support that I get from my mom and then from my dad and from my friends. And so never feel like a person doesn't need any support. I don't know one person that I've ever met in my life that couldn't use the extra. Hey, how are you? How are you doing? Are you good? What does your good mean? Challenge these people. Right now, it's so many difficult things going on. So many people are losing their lives that it's just almost unbearable. And then we go through these journeys where we didn't feel like there was room for us to express because we weren't prompted, perhaps, or just because of how we've been. And then at some point in life, we're just going to explode or implode, I guess, whichever way it comes out based on your personality. If you're more depressive, maybe internally. And if you're not, then who knows how that actually will be, maybe it'll manifest in anger and such. But I think it's important for us to take time to foster these conversations with each other. And for us to also advocate for being there for ourselves by telling people what we need. And then in those conversations, making sure that we're not grief hijacking and and stealing a moment, but just being able to sit there and be with our people as they are going through. So 
this episode is going to drop right on the heels of Father's Day. So I absolutely want to set some time aside to just send so much love out to everyone that's still feeling the aftermath of the hangover from the experience and just how it is. It's like this comes along every year, but it doesn't hurt any less. And so you definitely have my love and my prayers. And I'll tell you for myself, it's it's been a little bit interesting. It's been triggering, but not in a way that it always is. I think this year, I want to try not to get emotional. This year, it's a little more difficult for me because the blaring, the blaringly obvious fact that my dad isn't here this year is different because I'm closer to being a parent. And so I'm realizing how it feels to not have him. I've already been struggling, I'm sorry, with the not having him here for this milestone, this phase of my life. So then now when we have Father's Day and then my dad's birthday is June 22nd. And so I have that as well. And I know other people out there have similar things where it's Father's Day and their dad's birthday and they're not here. And that could be a lot. It could really be a lot. And so I'm just trying to lean in and to not really make too many plans. My friend is having a barbecue and I'm like, well, had a barbecue at this point. And so I'm going to would have went out and saw how how it was and, and tried, tried to lean in and do that. And so reach out to me if you want to hear about how that experience went for me, just being able to be amongst other people while they are celebrating their fathers, knowing that I don't have mine can all, always be a challenge. But I never want you to allow anyone to make you feel like you should be thankful for dot, 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 meaning you should be thankful for the years that you did have with them. You should be thankful for the fact that you might have a husband or a brother or someone else to celebrate it, celebrate Father's Day for. OK, but that doesn't change the fact that you felt a type of way you feel hurt because your particular father is not here. Also, there are some fathers out there that could be listening that are struggling because you lost a child. And that's really important as well. And I never like to hear those conversations about parents, fathers, mothers losing their children. That's always a very difficult situation and a very difficult experience to navigate from. And so, so much love goes around it. I've tried to say that, hey, you know what? These holidays and these calendars are just that. They're just another day. But for some of us, it's not seen that way. And I always want to be conscious of that as well. Just making sure that we're given space for those emotions and those feelings. Grief and this sorrow that life can just put in your way and just take from you, it is very, very difficult. And so never, never downplay that. We're going to keep moving forward along this journey and this path. I also want to talk about the fact that, excuse me, the there are so many different things happening still in the world when it's coming to the mass shootings and the different things like that. And so we've been talking a lot about different things on another podcast that I have, which is a Sober Black Girls Club podcast, is being able to take care of ourselves and put that self-care forth. And so I wanted to kind of circle, circle, bring everything full circle based on that. So everything that we talked about, the grief hijacking, the strong friend, Father's Day, birthdays, having your loved ones not here for certain milestones and how difficult that can be. We talked about that as well last week. The one thing I can ask you right now is when is the last time you took a day 
at least a day. I would love for it to be more, but at least a day just for yourself. Just for yourself. Five minutes today, I laid at the top of my stairs. No one was home. The hallway was dark. And I just laid back on the on the hallway. And that felt so good. So I'm just talking about little pockets of moments for yourself where you're not doing work. You're not on your cell phone. You're not in the company of anyone else. These are free, free options to take care of yourself to help fortify you on this journey. The healing journey requires so much, but we need to give ourselves permission to take care of ourselves, to deposit into ourselves, to fill ourselves up in order for us to be able to keep pushing and to keep pressing on this journey. Life is not necessarily playing fair right now. So let's kind of just keep pushing and going through this. And I know next week, our next episode that I'm here for a solo round, I want to dive into and I don't, I don't want to talk about it today. And I'm just being honest with you guys because I know that I'm going to get way too emotional. But grief triggers based on a death that you've already experienced. And, and what I mean by that is I have a stepdad who face some different things medically and he and I are back in communication a little bit more frequently now and I've kind of had a little bit of a of a challenge with that just out of fear of how I'm going to feel if and when I don't know when that's going to be it's not if it's it's a when he so happens to, to pass away before I do and just I guess it's like pre-gaming pain if that makes sense and so in my attempt to prevent that hurt, I've kind of taken the back seat and I want to dig more into it, but you guys are going to have to come back and listen to another episode to hear my full perspective on that, my pain, and I will give you great examples and detail of what I mean and how challenging that also has been for me on this journey. I hope this episode helped someone out there. If you're watching it on YouTube, drop us a comment, let us know your thoughts, your feelings. I truly appreciate it. If you listen to the audio, please leave us a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all of that good stuff. Like always, if there's any questions you have for me, you want to connect with me, definitely always feel free to reach out to me, hit me up. I do hang out the most, as you probably know by now, over on Instagram. So make sure that you're following me there at I underscore AM underscore J Nicole guys. So next time you already know, love and light. Peace. (music) 